biohacking, performance, mastery, mindset, holistic health. This is a show about getting better every single day. I'm on a mission, guys, to help over a million people get healthy and lose weight. Why? Because when you lose weight and get healthy, you have higher self-esteem. You have more self-confidence. And that person goes out and crushes their goal and starts living the highest version of themselves. And then they have way more impact on the world. There we go. Let's check out the mic. Let's make sure my mic, uh, jumping on the show here, my mic was not working. I think it's working now. Let's do a mic check. Yeah, it's back to working. What's up? Happy Friday, guys. Um, you know, today I wanted to talk about, you know, the number one brain food, the number one food that you should be getting in your diet on a regular basis if you want to protect your brain and you actually care about your brain and your brain health. And the interesting thing is not just your brain health, it's about your mitochondria. And remember, your mitochondria are the power plants of your cells. And we want to support them in the best way. So today I'm going to talk about the number one brain food that you should be eating for your brain health. And then here's four big foods you can avoid. And then we'll also go over some lifestyle factors. So here's the deal. The mitochondria, like I was mentioning, the, they're the power plants of your cells. In order to make energy, though, they they actually they need oxygen to make ATP. But this energy process, it produces a lot of free radicals, believe it or not. And so some of those free radicals, obviously, we know leak out and they cause havoc in our cells. And just to prevent some of this inflammation, guess what? We need antioxidants. And so we should be following some of the advice that our grandmother gave us, which was to eat more vegetables, right? <laughs> And the reason being is because vegetables are rich in antioxidants and rich in these things called polyphenols, which essentially that's what you see is like that dark pigment in a lot of these fruits and vegetables. And they have a very protective effect, a protective properties, right, for the mitochondria, for your power plants of the cells. Now, a couple of things these polyphenols do is one, they protect the gut. Okay, which is huge. We know there's that gut brain access. So this is going to be very supportive for brain health. The other thing is they actually did a study showing that a group of people who drank blueberry extract in the poly in polyphenols, they did this for six weeks and they saw a dramatic improvement in their gut bacteria. Now, polyphenols can also protect you against dangerous pathogens such as staphylococcus and even salmonella. Okay. Another reason why polyphenols are so beneficial for the brain is it actually increases your rate of neurogenesis. It helps increase levels of BDNF, that's brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Now, why should you care? Well, brain-derived neurotrophic, BDNF, right, this increase in neurogenesis, it's going to help create new neurons and, you, you know, and prevent the ones from dying off, right? And in addition, you're going to get better learning, better memory, better thinking. You could also increase BDNF by working out, by the way, but we're talking about just from diet alone. It's going to help telling your cells whether to live or to die, right? So polyphenols are going to help with that apoptosis, that cell death. It's going to prevent the old, um, it's going to prevent these old damaged cells from mutating, and it's going to help with the clearing of the old ones. And help with inflammation. When we look at cytokines, right? Cytokines was a big term we saw in the pandemic, but it's going to help with the cytokines in the bloodstream. It's going to help reduce inflammation that has been shown to actually improve blood flow to the brain. So that's going to help enhancing memory, preventing age-related issues, you know, cognitive decline. 
So these are all the reasons why we want to start getting polyphenols into our diet. Now, let's go over eight foods that, we're, that are rich in polyphenols and that you can start adding right now into your daily regime. Number one is coffee. Coffee is the number one polyphenol found in the Western diet, right? And what it does is it actually it actually helps switch switch on specific genes and turn other ones off. So coffee contains the polyphenol known as chlorogenic acid. Now, here's a really big tip. A lot of the chlorogenic acid you will not get if you're using a paper filter. So you want to use one of those silver mesh filters, and that's going to get you that chlorogenic acid. That's a huge polyphenol, and that's going to help you reduce chronic inflammation, especially you know with those cells in the high-fat content. It's going to help with those brain cells, okay? It's going to help increase cognition. They actually did um, a study showing that coffee actually helped increase longevity and lower the risk of disease in multiple diseases, um, heart disease, um, Alzheimer's. And they found that it was actually even stronger in women, actually 30% stronger in women than in men. And the belief is because women have ovaries and the ovaries are 10 times, they have 10 times more mitochondria than men. The second big food you want to look at is dark chocolate. Look for something 85% or more. Very full and rich in polyphenols. The one thing you're going to have to worry about is mold in, in chocolate. So uh, just be mindful of that. The third one is blueberries. Blueberries we just mentioned, rich in polyphenols. Again, look for organic. Um, they can be very susceptible to mold too. They have been shown to actually increase BDNF as well, which we were just talking about. The fourth one, pomegranates. This is one of the best guys that you can actually get. And they're known to actually break down into smaller compounds that cross the mitochondrial membrane. And they're going to help fight oxidative stress directly and influence that mitochondria, right? And so when, you're, when your gut bacteria, when they actually digest the, the, the pomegranate, they, they create this thing um, known as urolithin A. And urolithin A is one of the few substances that actually can cause your body to replace worn out mitochondria with fully functioning ones. This is a really popular one. This is, there's actually a really expensive supplement with urolithin A because they found it great for anti-aging and um, just obviously health benefits, right? Number five, grapeseed extract, okay? Grapeseed contains a polyphenol known as proanthocyanin. Now, what's neat about this is it actually has been shown to protect the brain from oxidative stress, and it's been shown to be really helpful in mitochondrial dysfunction and obesity. It actually helps you protect against weight gain. One of the studies they found is researchers, they, they described grape, grapeseed extract as able to correct an energy imbalance and actually improve the fat burning capacity of brown fat. Now, brown fat is a type of fat that helps you make energy compared to that that white visceral fat that we're known that all of us want to get out. So this this fat specifically actually is rich in mitochondria and helps you burn fat. And so that's why it's brown. Um, in another study, they actually pre-treated animals with grapeseed extract, and they wanted to see what would happen before inducing massive brain stress. And what they found is that it reduced, again, oxidative stress, mitochondrial free radicals, and neuronal and mitochondrial damage. So pretty cool stuff. The next food that you want to be looking at if you're looking for foods that are rich and helpful for your brain health is grass-fed animal meat. And the reason being is the omega-3s there, right? And actually, they showed a study showing the difference between grass-fed and um, grain-fed. And what they found was that grass-fed cows had more omega-3s, and I believe the, it was two times the amount. 
two times. So you want to look, if you want that, those really health rich saturated fats for the brain, look at getting some grass fed animal um, meat, bone marrow, lard, anything, but uh, not the poultry fat. Okay. Pastured egg yolks, same thing, rich in omega threes, rich in vitamin A, uh, rich in antioxidants. Great for brain health. And then the last one is olive oil. Olive oil actually contains oleocanthal and oleo, uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right. Oleo ripping. It's, it's, these are two anti-inflammatory and they're highly potential uh, antioxidants. And what it does is studies have shown that it actually helps clear the brain from those dangerous amyloid plaques, right? Which are the amyloid plaques. When those plaques form, that's what we see in Alzheimer's disease. So it's going to help with amyloid plaques and actually the death of cancer cells. So pretty cool stuff. What are the foods that you want to avoid? There's Four foods, four big foods that you actually want to avoid if you're trying to maintain a health, healthy brain. One is trans fat. I talked about this earlier on the Weight Loss Wednesday show that I do. And we talked just about how these trans fats are changed and, and what they do by adding hydrogen to the liquid to make it into a fat. And it makes it more stable. And that's why they and that's why they, they do it so they can keep, create these foods, these processed foods that are more shelf stable and will last longer. But the problem is that they're unstable for the mitochondria. They're very reactive. And so when you heat them up, it's even a worse problem. Lots of free radicals, lots of damage. The other big issue is that we are consuming as, as a nation, especially with the Western diet, whether it's heavily influenced by processed foods. Well, processed foods are overly abundant in these omega-6 polyunsaturated fats. Now, they're essential for our body, but it's the overabundance that we're getting. That's the big problem. So the ratio, the omega-3 to omega-6 ratio is incomplete imbalance. And that's what we want to we want to help course correct. And when most of your diet is processed foods, you can imagine you're going to get mostly omega-6, which is going to lead to more brain inflammation. The next big one is dairy. Dairy products, right? Now, everybody I see when they come through, I'm telling you right now, the most common allergen or you know, reaction or food sensitivity is dairy and gluten always, no matter what. And let's face it, when you, when you, if you are taking a dairy product, you're just causing more systemic inflammation. And that inflammation is eventually going to lead to the brain. It's going to make you more tired. It's going to make you more lethargic and just not run as efficiently. And what we've seen too, is that um, dairy actually casein specifically. Now you have people that are already sensitive because they, they don't have the enzyme lactase to actually break down the fat. So that's causing that inflammation. Then you also have people that maybe have that enzyme. They can actually break it down, but they're just going to be more susceptible to the protein casein, which is found in all dairy, right? Casein breaks down into casomorphine and that binds to opiate receptors in your brain. And so guess what? You feel sedated. You feel tired. So I would take dairy out of the out of the equation. The next one is gluten. I just mentioned it. It's just like dairy. The top two food sensitivities. You know, most mo, more than three million Americans actually have a gluten allergy, known as celiac disease, and up to eighteen million have gluten sensitivity. Gluten. We know that gluten has a a protein known as zonulin that will actually create. Um, it will actually break up the integrity of the gut lining and then it create instead it breaks up those tight junctions and creates holes and then guess what happens you develop leaky gut proteins leak into the bloodstream you develop inflammation and possibly even autoimmunity it's been tied to so the other big problem is that it can actually interfere with thyroid hormones and we know we need that to create atp to maintain healthy energy to maintain healthy myelin and have healthy mitochondria so ditch the gluten and then the last one is vegetable oils canola uh, Cottonseed, peanuts, safflower, soybean, um, 
What else? All these vegetable oils, they're highly inflammatory. And like I said, they oxidize very quickly in heat and they're found everywhere, including your salad dressing. So you try to eat a healthy salad and you're ingesting these disgusting omega-6s. So look for something like Primal Kitchen. That's a great brand. They use avocado oil. It's more expensive. And that's why... Um, that's why nobody else uses avocado oil because it's just more expensive to produce. Um, the last couple of things you can do if you're looking for a lifestyle factor and you want to add something to your practice to help increase your brain health, one of the things you can do is start adding fasting. Okay, Fasting has been shown to improve myelination and myelin regeneration in the brain. That's going to help bring down inflammation throughout your body and your brain. Um, it's also going to help. We know fasting helps with cellular detox, right? It's going to help clear out that old waste and old damaged cells. And so the more cellular cleaning, it's going to be great for your brain. Your brain actually has its own cellular cleanup system, and it's known as the glymphatic system. And so every night when you go to sleep, that glymphatic system is rinsing away and washing away all those plaques, and it's helping clean out your system. So fasting can be a great tool to help with that. I think one of the other things, if you're just looking for ways to like, you know, hey, kind of figure out what foods might be bothering you and you don't want to spend a lot of money on a food allergy kind of test, one of the most simplest things you can do, and it's free, but it just may not be as accurate, is you can actually measure your heart rate and see what happens to your heart rate after eating certain specific foods. And what you'll see is that the foods that are causing inflammatory reactions will actually increase your heartbeat or your heart rate by about 17 beats per minute within the first 90 minutes. So if you're going to eat something that you think it might be a problem, take your heart rate before the meal and then do it several times after and just look for any big excursions or swings. And that'll give you a really good telltale sign of, hey, this, this might be a food sensitivity for me and I should probably avoid it. So just look at that. Uh, I hope this was helpful for you guys on this amazing Friday. By the way, I, I forgot to mention, I created a cheat sheet. Uh, there's a lot of people that reach out to me for weight loss. And so I created a cheat sheet. It's called the Weight Loss Blueprint Diet. If you're interested in getting that, I, it's something that I, I give all my private wellness clients, but I want to start giving it to everybody because I want to start impacting the world in a bigger and better way. And I want to get people moving. So if you're interested in that, simply comment below or shoot me a DM at Joel Evan Coaching on Instagram. Uh, I'm at Joel Evan Coaching on pretty much all the major channels. Or you can just simply shoot me an email in at Joel Evan Coaching. Say, Joel, I want it, and I will send you that weight loss uh, blueprint for free, no questions asked. Have an amazing Friday. Be blessed and go into the weekend and change people's lives. Have an amazing Friday, guys. Bye.